Welcome to Tigers in 20, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things University of Memphis Tigers athletics. Here are your hosts, founder of Go Tigers 247, Brooks Hansen, and lead writer for Go Tigers 247, Christian Fowler. Welcome back to this week's episode. I am your lead writer and host, Christian Fowler, and joining me as always is Go Tigers 247 founder, Brooks Hansen. Brooks, what are we talking about this week? I want to start by talking about the fact that we're not in the same room, and that makes me sad. Uh, I got a little spoiled last week. Yeah, we're far away again. That's the first thing I, <laughs> I told Brooks this week is I wish you were back here doing it with me. I bet everybody does, too. Uh, last week's episode was pretty good. So, um, yeah, man. So, t- tonight, uh, today, episode, what, 32? 33. 33. Episode 33. We're going to be talking about some 2020 basketball recruiting specifically uh, top 15, top 10 borderline uh, five-star prospect Jaden Springer from IMG Academy. He just cut his list to five schools, and Memphis is right there solidly in the mix. So I don't want to talk about it too much because uh, that takes up a massive part of the show. Uh, but then we're also going to talk some 2019 uh, – well, let's see, what is it, 2018? No? What, what 2019. Is what is the year? It's twenty. It's twenty nineteen. It the recruiting 2019. classes are twenty twenty. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm in the year twenty eighteen still. Apparently, so we're gonna talk twenty nineteen football roster changes and some twenty twenty recruiting for football. So, yeah, welcome to twenty nineteen, Christian. Yeah, I I don't know what year it is anymore. You've confused me. But first <laughs> off, Brooks, as you alluded to, let's start with five star guard Jaden Springer who on Monday night released his top five, which included Memphis. Uh, as we've mentioned multiple times on the show and you know throughout the site, Brooks, Jaden is one of Memphis's top targets, if not the top target for the 2020 class. Um, and I think we all expected Memphis to make his top five. But once again, uh, just for those who haven't heard us talk about him and his importance, uh, what does Jaden Springer mean to this class? And obviously, how important is it that Memphis made this list cut? Well, Jaden Springer is at the top of Memphis's priorities for 2020. And, you know, just the fact that they've prioritized him so early, that's why it's so important. You know, when you put a guy at the top of your, your want list, your need list, I mean, he fits a need perfectly for Memphis at that three spot. We've talked about that in previous weeks when we talk about the 2020 class. Uh, with them prioritizing him, it means that he is extremely crucial to what they want to build around him. They prioritized James Wiseman in 2019, and they built an entire class, the number one class around him. So Jaden Springer gives them that opportunity. Uh, you know, he's number 11 overall. Uh, he's number 14 in the top 247 rankings. Uh, and he he puts Memphis squarely in the mix of competing again against Blue Bloods like UNC. Yeah, absolutely. And something that we've touched on multiple times that I think is imperative with Jaden is size. Size and his age, because he's only 16 years old. Uh, he's already 6'4 and has plenty of room to grow, and it's what we've seen this staff really target 
in overall positions, they want size. We know last year they weren't very big. We saw in the 2019 class they really went after uh, bigger players at every position, and Jaden fits that bill once again. A versatile athletic player with great size, massive potential, um, and obviously they're excited to make his top five because that that's one of their top priorities and somebody they're going to be pushing hard until the end to land. Well, you know, Jaden Springer, he is – the other part about his recruitment that's so important is that he's a national recruit with national uh, – he, he basically has national pop uh, if Memphis were able to land him as a part of the 2020 class. He, he kind of has that, uh, that sizzle in the pan like a guy like Precious Achiwa has for Memphis. You know, he, he's a guy that Memphis – uh, when you look at the analysts like like Seth Greenberg, who said that Penny would be great recruiting locally, pro- probably in state as well, but not nationally, he's a guy that completely bucks that narrative for the Memphis staff. So uh, it's a guy that, I mean, they get him. It's a very, very, very good piece to the puzzle on their way to having another top ten, top five type of class. Um, I have seen some people talk about Memphis trying to repeat with the number one class overall. I don't think people understand how hard that is in this day and age in recruiting, especially when a lot of the Blue Bloods have tons of uh, matriculation on their roster. They have a ton of one-and-dones. So they're constantly going through the process of you know restocking their roster so you're not talking about classes of like three to five guys. You're talking about classes of like five, six, and seven, you know? With that being said, Brooks, I had a chance to catch up with Jay, one of Jaden's high school coaches and former Tigers and 20 host, Trey Draper, to get a little bit more in-depth on Jaden, uh, what type of player he is, and what the ceiling is for him. So without further ado, let's listen to what Trey had to say about Jaden. All right, Trey, so first things first, Jaden Springer included Memphis in his top five on Monday night. And as an assistant coach at IMG, someone that works very closely with Jaden, what can you tell us about his game and, and just how he plays overall on the floor? He's probably the fiercest competitor I've ever been around. Um, that's that's number one. I mean, he And he's a winner. You know, that's the second thing. He's a winner. He's a fearless competitor. He's a winner. Uh, I don't think – I think those are qualities that are pretty much overlooked. Um in, in, in athletes, in, especially in high school athletes right now, you know, because everybody's worried about, the, you know, their points and their their individual stats, but those are the first two things that come to mind when speaking about Jaden. And then at only 16 years old, he obviously, you know, has a lot more potential, has a lot more room to grow. What is the ceiling at the high school level for a guy like Jaden Springer? Uh, man, I don't, I don't think Jaden has a ceiling. Um, as you mentioned, I mean, he's you know, I don't want to put a ceiling on him, but as you mentioned, he's he's only 16. You know, he's only 16, but the room to grow, you know, the room to grow is is definitely tremendous. He's an extremely hard worker. Um, he comes in early, he leaves late. Um, so, I definitely think that he has, you know, he has, you know, he hasn't even reached his his maximum potential yet. So you've been at IMG, you had your whole season at IMG, so you've seen a lot of talented players. I think everybody knows the type of talent that comes out of IMG. But what was your first takeaway from seeing Jaden? Like when, when you first got to lay your eyes on him, what were your takeaways from watching him play? My 
my first time seeing Jaden was he when he was he was actually four he was fourteen um, on the Under Armour circuit in New York City was my first time seeing him and I and I when I found out that he was fourteen I I couldn't believe my eyes I mean he was one of the most athletic athletic fourteen year olds I had seen and um, his mid range jump shot was probably the best I've seen from a high school athlete in a long time I think he has one of the best mid range games so my first, at fourteen years old. I was just I was I was blown away by by the things he could do at such a young age. Um, and fast forward two years later, um, you know I'm, I'm coaching him in in, in the instrumental part in his in his success right now. So I don't take it for granted at all. Basketball has really become a positionless game at this time, and and Jaden's one of those guys who can really play the one through three and and really play any position he wants. But at the next level, at the college level, where do you see the best fit being for Jaden? Uh, he's definitely he's a combo guard. He's definitely a combo guard. He can play both guard spots, and I think his IQ, I think his IQ will will allow him to be successful at whatever position he plays. But um, definitely at the next level, I mean, he he still has room to grow. I mean, he's only like he's only sixteen. Uh, he still has room to grow height wise, and you know, at at six at six four, solid two hundred two hundred pounds at sixteen years old. I mean. Who to say he doesn't grow another two inches? So, but as of right now, he's definitely a combo guard. Like you said, as of right now, as a combo guard. So looking at him from both positions as a shooting guard and a point guard, give us some of the strengths for each spot. If he was to be point guard, what would his strengths be? And if he was to be a shooting guard at the next level, what would his strengths be there? Point guard, he's unselfish. Like I said, as, as I said earlier, Jaden, Jaden doesn't care about anything but winning. You know, Jaden. Jaden is a he's a winner. I mean, you could check his resume. He's a he's a natural born winner. Uh, he he's, he defensively he smothers he smothers smallest guards smaller guards at the point guard position. You know, being at six four, uh, you can you can pretty much switch you know one through five with him at the point guard position. Um, at the at the combos at the combo side at the two spot, he's a natural born scorer. Uh, I mean, this year he's averaged 16 points a game, and honestly, um, he could average more. I mean, he decided to come here when he wanted to win the national championship, and you know he sacrificed his his personal accolades and scores to win the national championship. But you know, he still averaged 16 points per game on a on a team where we won the national championship. In North Carolina, he averaged 25. He scored a thousand points in two years. So he just he he's just a guy that knows how to get get buckets. I mean, and then it's, like I said, being six four. He can guard. He can guard guys that are bigger because of his strength. You know, he's a he's a guy that, that that lives in the weight room. So, those are strengths on both sides. Like you said, you said multiple times that Jaden's a very unselfish player, and as we know, IMG's loaded with talent. So, a lot of those guys have to sacrifice to play on that team. Uh, and he was an upperclassman last year in his junior year, but now going into his senior year, uh, do you see that changing as far as you know having more of that? I don't want to say he doesn't have a killer mentality, but you know, scoring the ball more. Uh, you think he'll be able to average more than 16 this year, or do you just not think that that's his style? Uh, honestly, honestly, Jaden, Jaden, Jaden does whatever, wherever it is to win. I mean, whether it's scoring 25, whether it's scoring 14, whether it's scoring four, whether it's scoring 10, that's the quality that you know that you cannot take away from him. You know, if the team needs him to score. 25 points per game, he'll do it. I mean, you look back at in the national championship game against Montverde, I guess in the semifinals, um, he scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, which led it, you know, a 17 point 17 point comeback 
Uh, we were that starting the fourth quarter. Um, he had 26 points in the first game. Championship game, he scored 12, but he finished with eight assists and seven rebounds. You know, so like I said, I can't, I can't reiterate, I can't reiterate it enough that whatever, whatever it needs to be done to win a game, he's gonna, he's gonna get it done. And um, like I said, I know that sounds cliche, but I've never been around the kid that just attracts, that just attracts winning. And uh, just a little story, Chris, I'm gonna tell you this: if you could put it in there if you want or not. My first, my first two months here, we were in practice and we were dividing up the team. And we, we tally wins and losses. And when I tell you the first month that I was – I'll take that back. The second month that I was here and we started dividing up the team, the kid had one loss in what in any type of competition drill in the whole month. I cannot make that shit up. So, absolutely, Trey. You've said multiple times that Jaden is a pure scorer, and I think – that that term and that definition gets lost a lot of times nowadays with the way that basketball is going. Uh, but when you say that about Jaden, what are the specifics that set him apart on all three levels? Uh, you know, on all three levels, how is he a pure score, scorer, and what is he like? You know, on the floor, on the offensive end, he shoot. He has the best. He probably has the best mid range game in the country. He's strong. And uh, he's strong enough. He's strong enough to finish at the rim. He's explosive enough to finish and dunk over you. And he shoot he shot forty percent from three this year. I mean that's that's pretty much you know self-explanatory. Uh, he just gets it done at all three levels. I mean you look at his size and his athleticism that allows him to you know to bully his to bully his defenders and and just and he gets to his spots. And Jaden has a has a great IQ where he when he gets to his spots he he's, he can just rise over you and, and, and knock it down. Another thing about Jaden that I think could get lost if you know people pay too much attention to his versatility on the offensive end is how good he is on the defensive end because like you've said multiple times he loves to win and guys that love to win play well on both ends of the floor so what you know what gives him an edge on defense is it that winning mentality or is it the way he practices what really um you know gives Jaden an edge on defense he's a dog he's a dog he's 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 a dog and that terminology you know gets thrown around but he wants to play defense. He thrives on not letting someone outscore him or not letting his man. He wants to win the matchup. He's, he's asking to guard the best player. You know, it's just that's that's a testimony to his dad because his dad has put that tough-minded mind, that tough-minded mentality towards him. And everything that he does, he wants to be, he wants to win. So I don't think it's a special skill. It's just, it's just the heart and determination that he that he plays with. I know a lot of high school coaches don't like to pay too much attention to the rankings, but Jaden is currently number 11. Too low. Too low. Too low. You show me 10 players in the country right now better than Jay Springer. I, I, I need to see him. And that's something that I've, I've touched on that multiple times and, and said that I believe that Jaden will be in the top five when it's all said and done because he still is so young. Uh, he's so versatile on both ends of the floor that he could be that type of player, top five, top three player. So where do you see Jaden ending up? Is he is he a top five player in your book? The top five. He's a top five player um, in, in this class without a doubt. Um, I, then, think, I think he's the number – I don't know how they do the rankings of point guard, shooting guard, but he's definitely a top five player in the country. Um, I think he's proven that multiple multiple times. Um, I mean, you just look at his resume. I mean, he was the he was the 
He was one of the top two or three players on the Under Armour circuit as a freshman, top two or three as a sophomore. He's the best player on the Under Armour circuit this year. So I think he'll finish in the top five. If he doesn't, then all those guys would be fired. And then finally, Trey, before I let you go, uh, we know IMG's known for talent. I've said that multiple times, but you guys actually have a Memphis guy coming in and Matthew Morrell. Just give us a little bit on Matthew, uh, you know, what you're looking forward to him and, and what he brings to the team next year. I'm looking for Matthew, uh, some areas that we kind of want to improve on is, is his ability to, to handle the ball as well. Uh, we want him to play some combo guard. We want him to be able to, to, to you know, to, to play some points. Um, I believe with, with him and Jaden, we have the best defensive backcourt in the country. I think, and I say that wholeheartedly, I think we, we definitely have um, the best defensive backcourt. Jaden and Matthew actually have an outstanding relationship that has grown a lot more since Matthew um, decided that he wanted to come here. Uh, Matthew is a, is, a, is, a, is a scorer as well, and uh, he's tough. He's a tough-minded kid. He, he comes in with the tough mentality, with the Memphis mentality to just to just get the job done. Um, he's the first. He's the first kid that we took. That we took this year. He was our number. He was one of our top priorities, and we're fortunate enough to just you know to have him on board going into next season. Trey, I said that was my last question. I got one more for you. Yeah, for those that don't know, question. for those that don't know, Trey Draper was the my original co-host on Tigers in Twenty. I think we did the first ten to fifteen episodes together. So Trey. Do you subscribe to the Go Tigers two four seven podcast, or are you too big for us now? Of course, I subscribe to it. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe it, but I'll take it. I got two phones, and I subscribe to it. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't watch it for you, Christian. They watch it for Brooks now. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Christian, so shifting gears, like we do every week, try to cover everything equally. We need to talk about some 2019 recruiting slash 2019 roster changes that are that are kind of happening as we speak, uh, but then also dig into some more 2020 recruiting. So this week um, and over the weekend, there has been some pretty monumental news for Memphis's 2019 season roster uh, based upon some movement with some 2019 recruits let's let's dig into that uh i guess who do you want to cover first you want to talk about the news from uh monday night with uh travis hopper or do you want to talk about the news over the weekend well i'll start with jay sean watkins which happened over the weekend just because out of all of memphis's 2019 uh commits and signees i think jay sean was one of my favorite just based off of his 
uh, his skill level, his athletic ability, and it, just his sheer size. I mean, a six-four defensive back doesn't come around too much. So he's somebody I was intrigued from from the beginning. But uh, he, you know, he wasn't on campus until this weekend, so that was one that I'm sure the staff was sweating a little bit. But for him to be on campus is huge. And I actually wrote about this earlier this week, just saying that it's obviously going to take some time for Jay Sean to catch up, you know, to the system, adjust to the college life since he is a little bit behind. But I think if he's able to to get used to the system, digest the system, uh, really work on his hip flexibility and his fluidity and his and his drops and everything, I think he's a guy that could su- surprise some people this year uh, and really have some significant playing time because he is a big time player. Had a ton of big SEC offers, and and he's a guy that the Memphis staff loved from the beginning, and I know they were happy to get him. But with that being said, one that I really think was forgotten, as you mentioned, was Travis Hopper because once once National Signing Day came and went, there was really nothing from Travis Hopper. Nobody heard anything uh, from him. He wasn't announced as a signee by the University of Memphis, so it was pretty much an afterthought at that point. Uh, and he really he didn't pop up on any JUCO site, so it was really kind of a where's Travis Hopper deal. Uh, but as of Monday, uh, Travis Hopper's on campus and you know getting ready to practice with the team and everything. And that was, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was Memphis's first 2019 commit, a local guy from Central, a big time defensive lineman, which we know is something that Memphis is prioritizing and needs. So to be able to get him. Uh, on campus now is huge and and kind of the same thing with Jay Sean Watkins like I said even though he's on he got on campus a little later than some of those other guys they obviously are happy to have him and and he's a guy that could could honestly get into this defensive line rotation if much like Jay Sean Watkins he adjusts to the system uh, gets his body right gets used to the college game quickly because Memphis is low on defensive linemen just like they were last year so to be able to get a guy like Travis Hopper who like I said, at this point was an afterthought, and, and I don't even think anybody thought he was going to be on campus at this point. Uh, so those two guys coming in this week is huge. Uh, that makes Memphis' defense better, which is already looking like an improved unit. So overall, huge weekend for Memphis. You don't expect a ton of news from the 2019 class at this point, but Memphis definitely got some good news in that category. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, what, five, maybe six weeks out of really having to, to catch up. Um, so, you know, for, for both those guys, for Hopper and uh, Jashan, you, you're, you're not talking about having an immediate impact from day one uh, because they've got so much to catch up on, but it's still massive. And they're both guys that are talented enough to make a difference later on down the road in the season. So uh, especially if there's any kind of injury problem at their position, you know, gives Memphis a little bit of flexibility, especially with that new rule of, of freshmen being able to play, uh, what, four games now and still be able to, to get that red shirt. So that's big for them, um, you know, and just getting on campus now and getting them in the system, getting them learning uh, is massive. So kind of shifting from 2019, there's been some movement in 2020 as well. Uh, one of the guys that we actually talked about last week in episode 32 uh, is Corbett Mims, and you mentioned him as a guy that you'd love to see Memphis try to prioritize and get, and it turns out he, he actually up and committed to Arkansas State. Um, so what, what do we take of that? I mean, what do, what do we see happening there? Is he an Arkansas State guy till the end? Yeah, Brooks, that's a that's a little bit of a di- difficult situation to look at because we know Corbett had offers from Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Memphis, and then he committed to Arkansas State on Monday. 
Uh, I think a lot of people were really surprised by that. And to answer your question, as of right now, I don't see him being Arkansas State until the end. Uh, I'm pretty sure Memphis will keep actively recruiting him regardless of if he's committed or not. Uh, And I wouldn't doubt it if Tennessee and Ole Miss keep pursuing as well. I know Memphis still sits in a good spot with Corbett. He's been high on them since they offered. Uh, So if I had to say, I would say he's not going to stick at Arkansas State. I think he is someone uh, that will eventually reopen his recruitment. Now where he will go at that point, I do not know. But I know Memphis certainly has a good shot. All right, so moving on from a potential guy to a guy that is now in the fold for Memphis' 2020 class. And that's the most recent Memphis commitment in Kobe Wilson, six foot two fifteen inside linebacker from uh, Parkview High School in Lilburn, Georgia. What do you think about this commitment from Memphis? What's he bring to the table? Uh, you know, right now he's unranked. Uh, what's what's Memphis getting there? So since since I first found out that Memphis was targeting Kobe Wilson when turning on his film and and looking at him overall as a player, I thought he was a guy that was going to be ranked in the top thousand. At, at worst, you know, and probably somewhere in the top 700. Uh, and to still see him unranked, I'm surprised. But once again, I'll stay true to that, that I think he's going to ultimately be a top 1,000 or top 700 guy. Uh, six foot, 210 pounds, doesn't have a ton of size right now. Obviously, that's what happens when you get in a college football strength and conditioning program. Uh, but overall, Kobe Wilson is a sideline to sideline linebacker. Uh, he's great in coverage, he's great against the run. He's just Overall, a modern-day linebacker, solid at that linebacking position, which, like I said on last week's episode, a linebacker was going to be a position that Memphis started targeting recently. And to get a guy like Kobe Wilson in the fold already is is definitely big for them. To start building this defensive class, he was only their third defensive commitment. Uh, and I've said it multiple times in articles and on the, and on the podcast that Memphis is going to start turning towards defensive players with 11 offensive guys committed already and three defensive guys. Uh, so to – to really get that behind Tajiri Smith and Savante Oliver to get a guy like Kobe Wilson was definitely big for Memphis at this time. Well, and like you just said, uh, with Memphis turning their priorities to the defensive side of the ball, you wrote on Friday uh, in kind of your uh, recap of the 2020 class and, and looking at some of their needs, one of the things that I think you've covered very well and I think everyone should expect to see is that Memphis will have to fill a lot of spots in the remainder of this class with linebacker, um, you know, guys that can play linebacker. Um, a lot of their current guys at that position are upperclassmen. It's a need, and Kobe Wilson is a good start to that. So, uh, overall, what do you see happening next with 2020 recruiting for Memphis? Yeah, much like I've said, as far as position-wise goes and where they're going to keep targeting, the front seven is so important for this team. And it's important for every team, but when you when you switch systems, when you go from a team that uses three defensive linemen and four linebackers to vice versa, you have to fill those positions. And I've said it multiple times as well, the defensive line lacked depth last year. Uh, and I know they got a lot of defensive ends in the 2019 class, so I think defensive tackle is going to be a bigger priority. Um, and then, and then, like I said, linebackers as well. I think they'll add a couple more linebackers, and also they want they still want a safety or two. They have the two corners that I just mentioned, but I think they want another safety because much like linebackers, a lot of their safeties are upperclassmen. So as far as that goes, I think that's where you'll start to see them target uh, guys like Reggie Neely, who's a six foot one corner from Briarcrest, can can play corner or safety. It's a guy they're looking hard at right now. Kenneth Harris, another guy who can play corner and safety. So. Those positions are going to start being targeted, and, and, and like I said, 
the defense is a big priority from this point out. All right, Christian. It feels like every week for the last three or four weeks, we've uh, we've come back every week with news about a new commitment. Any any news expected between now and next week? You think we have a quiet week for once? I think it will be a quiet week. They're you know they're in dead period right now. I think they're in dead period for the next month or so. Um, and also, when you've taken fourteen guys this early and you're expected to have a class that's probably going to be somewhere between nineteen and twenty two, something like that. Uh, you really have to start picking and choosing. It's much like we saw with you know the basketball class last year uh, in 2019 when they had to start picking and choosing guys there at the end, and me and you discussed that pretty extensively. Well, Coach Norvell and his staff are in the same spot right now because they have taken 14 guys this early where they're really going to have to pick the guys that they want. Uh, you're in a position now where you're probably going to have to turn some guys away uh, that that in another class you might take. So they're at that point now. Um, I'm not saying there won't be a commitment in the next week because Memphis is recruiting a lot of these guys very heavily. But with it being dead period and with them having so many commits right now, I expect it to be quiet for at least a few more weeks. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. With some quiet uh, time expected on the horizon for both football and basketball, I don't expect any basketball news to pop off in the next week. Uh, I think we can all just sit back and watch Christian go to work from Peach Jam uh, this week. As we told you last week, and and it feels like in every article over the last month, uh, Christian Fowler, Go Tigers 247, will be at the Peach Jam. Uh, and we'll be getting as much news and coverage from from North Augusta uh, as humanly possible. So stay tuned. We'll be killing it from there. Christian's going to do a, a killer job, and uh, I expect to be at the Adidas Gauntlet Finals here in Birmingham, Alabama, as well. Uh, so I'll be catching Hoop City and uh, you know their their crew. Christian, anything to close on this week? No, I think you hit on it perfectly. We'll be covering the nike eybl circuit and the adidas circuit this week so make sure to stay plugged into the site um if you stay if you were with us for coverage on mbpa mcdonald's or jordan jordan brand classic you know these times are loaded Absolutely with content murdered it murdered it yeah we, we stay loaded with content when we're at tournaments that's you know that's what we go to those things for is to give you guys as much information as possible so uh subscribe to the site make sure you get all the vip content because i can go ahead and tell you the majority of the content from Peach Jam is going to be VIP. Uh, we're going to be able to get a lot of good stories there. So stay stay tuned into the site uh, and don't miss our coverage from Peach Jam. As always, thank you for listening to Go Tigers 247's Tigers in 20. Share the podcast. If you haven't already, head over to iTunes, rate, like, review, uh, whatever else you can do to it over there. I don't even know. But uh, we're pretty much on every major platform that you can find, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're there. Uh, so thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. With that said, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Tigers in 20. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. 
Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. We will see you back here next week.